and welcome to episode six of Nintendo Therapy, a show about the latest Nintendo news and rumors, as well as a celebration of all things Nintendo. And with me this week is Sean Flanagan. Hello. <laughs> and we have a guest this week. Uh, say hello to Momo. G'day, Legends. Thank you for having me, mate. He Thanks is for coming on. to us from the future. <laughs> the future. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, yeah. is cur- it is currently Thursday here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we we have had few guests on our multiple podcasts before, but you're definitely the one in the furthest ahead time zone. I don't think we've ever had someone, uh, you know, that far ahead of us. Well, unfortunately, because we're down under, class, you know, we're quite far away from everyone, so I can understand that. Cool, so cool. It's so it's pretty much guaranteed the Switch Pro is already available there, right? <laughs> um, you know, due to NDAs, uh, we can't really explain uh, anything that happens in the future to people in the past. Oh, is that is that what happens when you when you get into the future time zone? They they immediately give you an NDA and say, "Don't tell anyone about the future." <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if you want to if you want to play it like that, but <laughs> I guess so. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, since I'm I don't think we did this with our last guest, but we, we should ask like, um, you know, what you, what's, what's your overall like, uh, history with Nintendo. We should probably do that before we get into the actual news and stuff this week. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've been playing Nintendo since, oh, oh, mate, since I was born 88. So I came out of, I came out Jace, just when probably the SNES was still up and pretty much uh, at its highest before we swapped over to the SNES. Um, I played a little bit of the NES um, back in the day, like Duck Hunt and stuff like that, and the original Mario, and I used to mm-hmm. watch my dad play Zelda, the original Zelda at the time, because obviously I was so young I couldn't really play that stuff. Uh, but usually the SNES is probably where I did most of my gaming in the early 90s so SNES was really good um really there's a lot of hard games in SNES uh, I remember playing you know all your Mario's Yoshi Islands uh your Star Wars Super Star Wars and stuff like that um, there you go now you're talking our language <laughs> um you know, your Bomberman's and stuff like that and Mario Kart obviously uh but I think my fondest memory is 64 uh the 64 is probably the fondest memory I have playing Nintendo even to this day uh, anything yeah. Nintendo 64 to me is um, amazing. Even if it's aged poorly, I still, I still in awe of nostalgia yeah. when I play it. Like I remember, one of the biggest things about Nintendo 64 is I remember uh, it was one of the first midnight launches I went to with my dad, and um, we never came, done a midnight launch. We came, a- yeah, we came home and we played Zelda until probably about five a.m. in the morning. So it's more nostalgia that I got to game with my father. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a like a computer analyst and stuff. He used to build computers. Um, to this day, he's in his like sixties now, and he still plays games. So he nice. rocks it. He still rocks it. Um, so like it's one of my fondest memories. And obviously, Zelda: Ocarina of Time is probably my favorite game of all time. It's my greatest like feeling. I can always go back and play it, and um, I'll still enjoy, even though it's obviously a bit outdated now and the size of the game, the scope. But it's still. I want to every time I play, I play at least once a year, and um, just the memories. Of obviously, playing with my dad, and obviously for myself, and yeah. So, and then obviously, you know, your GameCube and your Game Boys and your Game Boys Advance, and I've I pretty much played every Nintendo console up until where we are now with the Switch, and hopefully, 
uh, Switch Pro. I can't guarantee it from the future, obviously, but um, <laughs> who knows? It might be on the horizon. Uh, yeah, so that's probably my history of Nintendo. Well, yeah, I, li- I like what you said there about um, about you having nostalgia for the most nostalgia for the Nintendo 64 era. I think I'm in that same wheelhouse. Um, we're only a few years older than you. So we're about the same, you know, console generations. And I just like, I always think back to like, it's impossible to describe to kids today, how big a leap forward that generation was like, yeah, uh, I, I saw a YouTube video the other day, trying to give that credit to the GameCube and I was just like, no, man, you don't, you don't even know how much the Nintendo 64 blew our minds when that came out. Yeah, to see see 3D environments and such. Well, Mario, yeah, you kids are on your own in itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a SNES guy. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's my favorite of the systems. I'm just saying. No, no, uh, but I I don't have the nostalgia for N64 that you guys have. But you know the leap forward it was. Oh, you I know the how leap. Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Hey, no, stay, I'm just... Stay on topic, sir. <laughs> hey, I, I'm perusing the notes. It's like I'm in your mind. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, enjoy N64, but it just... It's never been like a big nostalgia point for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember you playing it much back, back in the day, to tell you the truth. Um I remember well, I us playing a lot of Super Nintendo. Oh, so that's a big part of it. I know you. Yeah, I know you had a PlayStation at the time. So, but. yeah, but um, with the SNES, I mean, games like Super Mario World, Link to the Past, like the Donkey Kong series, Mario All Stars, yeah. Yoshi Island, Bomberman, Super Metroid. Like I said, the Star Wars, like Shadow, like all the Star Wars games, like Shadow of the Empire and stuff like that, which is a really tough game. Even to this day, it's a pretty tough game. Um, the SNES, like SNES, is I I probably did a I probably had the most games on the SNES uh, compared to the sixty four. Obviously, sixty four had a bit of a drought when it came to the games coming out, especially in the yeah. West. But the SNES for me, like game wise, like there were so many games that I remember playing, and always you know to this day will be like amazing. But like from like. For me, I think it's more nostalgia of the 64 with the technology moving forward and also obviously nostalgia with obviously playing with my dad and stuff like that as a kid. And um, like also like games like GoldenEye before Halo came oh, out. Yeah. Like Golden GoldenEye and Perfect Dark were probably the the shooters that got me onto a I'm more of a shooter player now, like a first person shooter player these days. Um, like besides playing well, Nintendo. That's games. actually a good transition because right now is about the time we're normally talking about like what we're playing right now. So what are you, what are you playing right now? Any first person shooters? Did you get into Metroid when that, that came uh, out? Yeah, so I've I've only played a little bit of the Metroid remake. Um, I haven't played a lot of it because obviously due to work and stuff like that. Um, I'm still going through, I don't know if I should be, obviously it's not a Nintendo game, but uh, well, is it on Nintendo? The Hogwarts Legacy I've been playing. Uh, um, it's coming at some point. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, because um, of the way I've grown up and stuff like that, now with work and family and things like that, I, I can't really play a lot of single-player games. Like, I, I try to. Like, Zelda, obviously, I'll play. Um, but beyond that, I normally stick to, like, casual games uh, or mm-hmm. multiplayer games to play with mates and stuff like that, you know, on a Friday night or something like that. So to play, like, I currently, like metroid or even hogwarts legacy you know just to get through it i'm taking my time obviously because i you know just want to choose my time wisely but um mm-hmm. yeah, i'm mainly mainly like i'll play what am i what else am i playing uh i guess i'm playing like with the boys or playing cod or something like that just to 
you know, all the all the thirsty PlayStation or Xbox plays at the same time. Um, so <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. What I'm doing at the moment currently. <laughs> Well, taking your time with it is important. I feel like a lot of people get overwhelmed by their backlog, and it's almost like they're just playing a game to finish it and get it out of the way. And I felt I've been guilty of that too, where where you're like, okay, I just I just want to get through this thing and get on to the next one. And when you think about where all your nostalgia comes from back growing up, you weren't playing games that way back then. You know, you were taking your time with them. So uh, that's that's kind of what I've been doing with um. Mario 3D Land, which I mentioned last episode, I, I got before my vacation, and it's really helping me play it like I would have played it when I was a kid. You take your time with it. I have Luigi's Mansion that I got the same day, and I haven't even touched it yet because I'm trying to just appreciate this game for what it is. Um, and I'm at the end. I. I basically got all the stuff that you get during the game and they give you that little bonus level at the oh, end yeah. yep, yep. and it's super difficult and i'm starting to feel like dr strange in infinity war when he's holding up the the one finger like this one <laughs> or end game <laughs> there's one way to make it through, i make it through this level and i don't know if i'm gonna get to that one way um what are you playing sean so i i for whatever reason i just haven't had as much time the past week but i started metroid prime remastered which so this is the first time i'm playing it and uh i really like it i did the prologue that was really cool so i just got to the planet but i i i can't believe it's a remaster like it i really think it's a remake like they've so much work went into it it's crazy but I, I'm really, well, really like the game was very ahead of its time as well. But I know, I know what you're saying. Like you can see like comparison videos they've already yeah. got online, and it looks gorgeous. It looks visually stunning. But that was like one of the selling points of it on the game. It was a game that was like all always, you know, kind of stunning. So it was like they to just put modern visuals on it. Um, it was like a no brainer. Like that was always going to be a winner, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to get into that after I'm done appreciating the, the two games I bought. Uh, don't want to build that back catalog up too much. No, you don't. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately it will come creeping up at you because then yeah. when something new comes out, like say soon new Zelda comes out or something like that, yeah. people will be straight to that because they want to be, because one of the best things I like from Breath of the Wild is that you can talk to so many people because it was so vast. And something happened like the first month, even after the first month, you you can every day you'll be hearing weird stuff that you never thought of or never heard of or seen. And just hearing people talk, it's such a uh, water cooler um, type of talking thing where you just run into people at work and just discuss it and, you know, and things like that. So I think um, the games like that uh, coming out will probably just, you'll throw everything else in everything else um, behind that and then you'll get through that game and then before you know it, you've got a um, stack of games you got to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many times I see videos online of people doing Breath of the Wild and they'll like finish a shrine or something and I'm like, that's how they finished that? I finished it a completely different way. Like, mm. they did such a good job of leaving like multiple ways to solve the puzzles in that game. So my brother-in-law just started playing it. He's had it since launch but he's getting ready for Tears of the Kingdom. So, and uh, <laughs> he's like so question i'm like yeah 
how do you cook? And I explained it to him and he went, why didn't I think of that? That's so easy. And I'm like, that's what you gotta I do. actually remember you just gave me a flashback. I remember that confusing me in the very beginning too. I might've Googled it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, um, just before, um, just with breath of the wild, um, I like, I, I put about, Oh, sad story. I put about a hundred and something hours into it. And um, I don't know what happened with my Switch. This is when it first came out in 2017. And I lost my save data. And I felt like I'd been punched in the gut. And um, for for about about a year, (laughs) for about a year, I didn't play it. I mean, I obviously watched videos and people's and stuff like that, but I just couldn't pick it up because I felt, you know, I put all that effort and time. And I haven't even I, – I, and that's not even me completing like the four the four um, beasts. Like I, I still haven't even – like I've done maybe one beast, um, one of the beasts. And then I was just looking around and just enjoying finding everything, all the side quests and stuff like that. Um, but I – probably about a year or so ago, obviously during COVID, I picked it up again. And then recently I got it onto – uh, when I upgraded my PC, I got it onto um, using the, an emulator on PC to play it in a much more high fidelity in 60 frames just to see what this what it looks like. And uh, yeah, I've just been playing on and off like that as well. So yeah, so I'm just trying to finish the game. I'm actually still trying to finish the game before Tears of Kingdom comes out. I have to say it's oh. probably the most impressive launch game of any Nintendo system because it's like, you know, people are like, oh, the next one's coming out and everyone's back on it. And it's like, I feel like no one has stopped talking about Breath of the Wild since release. Well, I feel like Nintendo always launches a system with what ends up being like one of the best games on that system. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like look back like even like Wii Sports was yep. was yep. so huge or you have um GameCube launched with Smash Brothers Melee. Yep. That that's one of the best uh games on there and Luigi's Mansion speaking of. Uh you know, you obviously have Mario 64, you have Super Mario World, you've got so many examples where they always they always launch strong. Didn't um, Breath of the Wild, even before Except the game, you. even before, it, it, when Breath of the Wild, even before it came out, didn't it have like the highest attach rate ever and still does? Yeah, because I think the Switch didn't have much in like that first. Uh, it was like 10 games, I think it was. Yeah, the first, um, but some of them were. You know, <laughs> not anything. Whenever there's ten games, you can usually knock like two of them off the bat of like, okay, this is something nobody really cares about. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what they were, but snip yeah, it was snippet clips, mate. It's all about the snippet clips. <laughs> it was, was definitely the best of the launch titles. So yeah, let's let's move on. Start talking about uh, what's going on with Nintendo this week. We got some news here, so. Uh, first thing I have in the news was the Nintendo Direct we talked about last episode. It was uh, one of the most want most watched Nintendo Directs ever. It had almost two and a half million viewers. I think their biggest one is still from 2021. That had like three million, maybe more. Mm. But uh, it, I, I think the reason this Direct was so popular is it boiled down to like timing. Like, it's not a coincidence that we just launched a Nintendo podcast. Everybody feels that there's something in the air right now with Nintendo. And I think a lot of people watched expecting like a surprise announcement. But the the funny thing is they were all expecting a different surprise announcement. You know what I mean? Like 
some people were expecting a Switch Pro. Some were expecting a new Mario game uh, or something for the movie. Uh, some thought there'd be like a new system reveal, but you know, we know none of that happened now. Uh, but I think that added to the numbers. It was it was all in there. I mean, it do, doesn't Nintendo Direct always generate stuff, even when they because Nintendo they just randomly drop a tweet usually on Twitter or something, say, hey, there's a direct happening in tomorrow or something like that. And it always, yep. and I think because they surprise like shadow drop a yeah. direct, even though, even though there's rumors of one of like insiders or air quotes insiders or whatever, but usually when they ran like shadow drop, like, hey, we've got a Nintendo direct happening, especially with this one was like it said in its, I remember saying it's like games happening in the next like this year or like, you know, new like game switch games happening in the next six months or whatever it is. I think that created that, su- that generated such a um, broke well, Twitter. Yeah. It generated <laughs> so much information and people like, and obviously every Nintendo direct, they want to be like switch pro, like it, it, no matter what, someone's going to be like, please switch pro some new hardware or something like that. So I think Nintendo being good at like, they're really smart now how they can generate hype and generate, um, a lot of um, pe- like all the different media outlets talking about the drop because as soon as that, that thing dropped on Twitter, within half an hour, you look at like IGN, GameSpot, all that stuff already and then people already talking about rumors and this and it just continued to generate, which are, yeah. you know, which is amazing. And I think Nintendo are really smart. They're not so smart in some things, but when it comes to like creating hype for things, they're very good at it. Well, one thing I thought was funny about the rumors that that was generating is like, I feel like immediately after that direct, I was already seeing people trying to predict because obviously the big announcement was the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance yeah. coming to Switch Online. And uh, Sean, Sean's very popular. He gets phone calls. Um, Apparently. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think what was funny was almost immediately after uh, I already saw people posting like, oh, what's the next thing that's going to come to Switch Online? Is it going to be DS games? Is it going to be GameCube? And it's like, well, first off, GameCube isn't coming, guys. Like, No. N- Nintendo knows they could sell those games for like 35, 30 bucks, 40 with a remaster, just like they just did with Metroid. Um, Still waiting for Wind Waker. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw out a random prediction. If GameCube ever does come to the service, it's going to be exclusive to whatever Nintendo's like next system is. I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo's next system like carries over the Switch Online service and like is like on this system exclusive GameCube or something. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But I mean, with the shadow drop of Metroid, it's like, wouldn't you rather they pick and choose the GameCube games and do that with them than just? Yeah. Oh, here's another service edition, and yeah, I, like support what you have. Like, I'd much rather see more Game Boy games and Nintendo sixty four games and everything showing up than see a new channel with another four game, four or five games, or whatever it is. I mean, with obviously we're talking about the services and stuff like that, but I was just going to ask you just because I just thought about it. Like, hypothetically, if the Switch Pro, but would you rather a new handheld or would you rather Nintendo go back to a traditional console i i I like kevin's theory on this actually go ahead with that yeah my i think i I texted him just like a few days ago about this where my theory was i think the next nintendo system will be an exclusively like non-handheld like a console but they'll continue to support the switch as their handheld system 
So it'd be like the 3DS and like where you were, yeah, you know, how they exactly, did that, yeah. that era. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see, but I, that's something I would not be surprised if it happened. I just want Nintendo to go back to where they were in a little bit in the 90s or 2000s and be like when they cared about like they want to be the best. I, I just want a little bit of a little bit of fight from them, you know, just so I mean well, they they got all the nostalgia, they got all that stuff which I'm amazing and at the end of the day I don't I love my Switch. I mean, it is to this day getting a little bit chunk like a little bit um with certain games here and there, but like next console I just want them just to, you know, put a little bit more horsepower under the hood, just a little bit more. Doesn't have to be like Xbox or PlayStation Five levels, but like at least something they can, um, they can output. You know, high fidelity. Like it would be great to see. Like I've been seeing. Um, there's some people online, uh, re- like uh, remaking Zelda levels from Ocarina of Time or something like that. Oh in yeah, Unre- Unreal Engine Five. And like I look at that, I'm like, there you go. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, you want that feeling of, of Ocarina of Time or n- like that feeling because it needs to have that Nintendo feeling and that Zelda feeling. You know, you need that, obviously, that's that soul that they they put in their games. But I mean, like just something like that, like you look at that when someone, a fan made something like that and you look and you're like, like that's that can be Zelda in the future or, like or Mario, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, that kind of links up with another thing that was in the news that just broke just today at the time of this recording is um, Nintendo and Microsoft announced a partnership of sorts where Call of Duty games will be coming to Nintendo systems same day as Xbox. And they have this, uh, this partnership that's a 10 year agreement and it doesn't say it's bringing Call of Duty games to Nintendo switch the way the announcement was worded. It says um, bringing them to Nintendo players so, of course, people are already speculating that this means Nintendo's next new system is going to be something that would be of at least Xbox quality if they're releasing the same game on it. Yeah. So maybe they're already planning there. Could they use their Nintendo? Because like, Nintendo does have cloud service because in Japan they use a cloud service, don't they, with their Switch? Yeah, with Switch Online, I, th- I, I don't know how much. So I don't know much about how it works. Capcom. I have I think- it. I don't use it. Yeah, Capcom has delved into it the most. I think that they've done Hitman. I know that's not Capcom, but Hitman Three. Uh, trying to think of the Control, and then Resident Evil Remake Two, Three, and then Seven and Eight are supposed to be doing Cloud this year on Switch. So I I would think that's the way you do Call of Duty if you're bringing it to this system. Mm. Yeah, and obviously with it being a 10-year agreement, it's going to, you know, the Switch is going to be around for a while, but it's not going to be around for 10 more years. So That's what you at, think. <laughs> at some point, this agreement's going to carry over into the next system, and maybe that system will be, I don't want to say equal to Xbox, but we'll see. Like somewhere close enough that they can get the same games again. Well, I mean, the thing is, with the, the thing about Microsoft's, um, is that they have such a the infrastructure for their cloud service and their all that, that all that stuff is quite advanced compared to the uh, like Nintendo and PlayStation that mm. you know this partnership could also help Nintendo advance their cloud service or use Microsoft servers as a way to help with their cloud service to get their games like using cloud service on a Switch or a, a new Nintendo console 
which could be a like help with it like when they move forward with a new console or stuff like that which could be amazing as well in their partnership not just games mm-hmm. i i really like that microsoft and nintendo are playing nice together it's kind of cool well yeah they did they played nice recently with GoldenEye as well they kind of shared that release where they kind of split what people wanted with the game it was like if you wanted modern a modern game with modern controls and stuff get the xbox version but if you want to play with your friends get the switch version it was like why couldn't you have combined these into one game and released the same one on both yeah well i mean if they uh, decide to give nintendo the chance to or remake conquer's bad fur day i'm all up for it (laughs) there you go Uh, So what else do I have here in the news? Oh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom art book leaked online, giving us a preview of some of the new outfits you'll have and stuff like that. Uh, I got I got I got spoiled a little bit. I must admit to that. I just clicked on Reddit and I was looking at something and then I popped clicked a button and a page popped up and I was just like, damn it. And uh, well, yes, <laughs> I'll say to our listeners, what I'm about to say, it's not technically a spoiler because I don't know. Um, I didn't go through everything in this art book and I, I'm not completely up to date. But to me, this kind of the rumor that Zelda was going to be a playable character in the game is kind of gone for me at this point now because i didn't i didn't see anything that looked like it was like outfits for her or like any kind of designs Mm. for her so if she is playable maybe for like little segment sections of the game but as far as i know i I didn't see anything that implied she was like one of a main character that you'd switch between i actually haven't seen any of it at and maybe i'm the only one doing this but i'm trying to look at no more media for tears of the kingdom I don't want to see the reviews. I just want to go pick the game up and go in blind as possible. So I'm really hoping I don't also fall into that Reddit trap because that would be where I would see it if I'm just like, oh, I want to look something up about Monster Hunter DLC and that's the Legend of Zelda. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the page, the thing is the page that popped up uh, is of a, and like a certain character that's not link and like what they look like as a character. And, um, and I was just like, damn it. (laughs) Like it just, you know what I mean? It it was too late. I saw it, you know, and now I can't unsee it. So, um, but I mean, spoilers are the worst when when it's something you don't want, but the design of that character looks amazing so that's all i will say about that but yeah it sucks it really does it's hard because when you get closer because you're excited because as we as we get closer because they'll probably have a they have to have a zelda direct like they did with the with um, breath wild when they have like a 40 minute of just them running around like either in like a the like great plateau-esque type of tutorial area you know just showing you know the mecha- new mechanic like trying to give us a little taste of new mechanics or something like that so i assume that's coming yeah the, we'll probably start hearing more trickle out about that um around pokemon day uh which is next week i believe oh yeah. you know what i forgot to say uh today or not today but when this is out might even be today. I'm rambling. Uh, third, at some point during the week of this podcast, it's the 30th anniversary of Star Fox. Ooh. Oh, so, nice. That's a date. We should have prepared more for that. Maybe next week we'll get something together. Damn but, it, uh, Slippy. 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Pokemon Day is coming too. Um, And I was reading online this week through some computer magic that I don't understand. Uh, They people have figured out that the Switch Online, Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance channels can handle trading Pokemon back and forth. How so, would you find that out, though? Do you data mine it somehow? Well, I, I think they basically took the emulator software that it's using, and they put the Pokemon games in and saw, yeah, oh, you can trade. So beyond that, I don't know. I'm not a computer person. <laughs> Interesting. Well, just speaking of Pokemon, um, just recently – here in uh, Melbourne, Victoria, or Melbourne, Australia, um, we just had a um, massive Pokemon regional championships just ha- was held like a week ago. So there's been a massive Pokemon in this past week push uh, in our city, um, our big convention center where we do um, packs and stuff like that, had a massive spewing of people uh, for Pokemon regionals. So, um, I mean, it has nothing to do with what you just said, but I thought I'd just point it out. <laughs> That is quite, just, even here in Australia, it's quite big. Australia is awesome where all term. the boys in Pokemon live. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have some interesting creatures, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. The sporting events need to say a spewing of people a lot more. Like, I'm just going to try to use that. That's great. Um, I just, I thought the PSA, like, before we started, like, as an Australian, I tend to, well, you say curse, I say swear uh, a lot. You know, it's part of our, our culture. So I've been like just making sure I pick my words, <laughs> pick my words uh, properly when I've been speaking. So that's why you might hear some words like spewing or something like that because I could have said something else. <laughs> no, I do the same thing. Uh, I'll I'll catch myself beforehand on podcasts and be it'll I'll end up sounding like a like a middle school teacher or something like you get a gosh darn it. <laughs> See, when when you- I catch myself doing it, it's like when they do those bad dubs on TV. <laughs> so with Pokemon Day around the corner, though, uh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on how you think or if you think they'll start putting Pokemon games on the service. Um, I mean, Pokemon Yellow is probably my favorite. So if they bring back Pokemon Yellow, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But uh, my wife actually obsessed i'm not as obsessed with pokemon like i because i feel like pokemon now it's got to the point where they've got so many pokemon i think they've run out of ideas like they had a bloody teacup come on a teacup they have the flamingo that is just a flamingo in in violet yeah so you know what i mean like they're running i think i think to be honest if they go back to because obviously i grew up like our our ages are similar we grew up when pokemon first you know, came to be oh, yeah. in the West. So the first helped, gen was so yeah. well designed. The first, I'd say the first 300 Pokemon are probably my favorite. After that, I mm-hmm. couldn't care less about them. You know, I mean, I, you have some here and there, some ones you like that, but, um, you know, if they remade like Pokemon Yellow and stuff like that, I'll be all for it, you know, because um, those, the first 150 to, like I said, 300 of Pokemon, um, I remember very dearly compared to what they are now. See, well, I, oh, I, Right away, saw people online saying things like, "Oh, they'll they're gonna do red and blue and um, what was there fire red and leaf green?" And it's like, I, I don't think they're gonna just dump it all at once. I, I think I, they're gonna trickle them out. Like they so, might do like just red blue or just yellow. Because I'm never wrong, you know. Just like about Advance Wars, I don't think they're gonna bring <laughs> any of them 
it's just Game Boy yet. There's 12 Pokemon games on Switch. Why would you? I know it's because everyone wants to complain and be like, oh, the Pokemon games. It's like you have 12 Pokemon games. I think they're going to drop yellow like just by itself for the first one because I can already see that the complaints (laughs) of people being like, why would they do it that way? Why wouldn't they do red and blue? We already saw that they can trade and we have stadium coming. So we want to trade to that. um, Yeah, I could totally see, uh, see them do or them also being like, and we already have remakes of these games available and stuff. Cause the, isn't that what Pokemon Eevee, yeah. And um Pikachu. Let's go. Yeah. So uh so yeah. I, I, I could totally see them just dropping yellow at first and then eventually getting red and red and blue on there. Wasn't Pokemon Yellow the first color Pokemon? Was it the first? Like on Game Boy Color? Yeah. Mean? Yeah, was it the first? it was the wasn't it the launch game for Game Boy Color? Because I remember I got it for Christmas. Because I remember my Game Boy. I don't remember that. To tell you the truth, that was I stopped playing before that. I played Red and Blue, got all 150, uh, stopped, and then we talked about this a while ago. Oh, that was on our other podcast. But <laughs> um, uh, v- Pokemon Violet was like my re-entry into the series. I only played the original game and mm. came back for Violet. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, but you could be right. Because yeah, I remember Christmas, I think it was like 2000, like 2099 or 2000, I remember opening it up and there was a new Game Boy. It was the Pokemon yellow version Game Boy Color. And I remember the game, uh, and it obviously came with the Pokemon yellow. I remember because I remember the it was blue on the back, yellow at the front with a Pikachu like all over the joint. And yeah, with Pokemon. Oh, wait, I could be wrong, but that's my memory. I thought because it was around like, yeah, 99, 2000. And uh, it was the first time the Game Boy Color came out. I think is around then. So that's why I thought I put two and two together. I thought, cause I, I don't remember the Pokemon red and blue being in color, although in that weird um, game boy shade, like the greenish. Yeah. yeah. So I just looked it up to, and I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know I'm if this is different where you are, but um, the launch titles for game boy color were centipede game and watch gallery Two, Tetris DX and pocket Bomberman. But mm. it could have been like in that first, yeah, it could have so. yeah, been in the first one. I just, oh, I mean, it could have came out early in the year, mate, and I got it for Christmas late at the end of the year when the Pokemon came out. It, it's, so it, it's, yeah, it looks like Pokemon Yellow was an improved version released in Japan in '98, and then in other regions in '99 and 2000. So yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably, probably I just remember it just came out re like a re version of it came out, and I just remember getting it. So the last rumor I have here for the week is according to gaming and tech deals, Twitter account, I can't pronounce this <laughs> bill, bill Kun, Um, there will be a new Nintendo switch bundle launching March 10th in France, and it will feature a red switch console, a digital copy of super Mario odyssey. And apparently what the release said is something in quotes related to the upcoming Mario movie. Hmm. So I'd Hmm. say, let the speculation begin. What do you think uh, they're bundling? That's related to the Mario movie. Chris, well, it could (laughs) (laughs) could just be an avatar. You know, those things you buy with the coins. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's DLC for 
Mario Odyssey. It could be. I mean, anything's really possible. I don't. I don't know if they would do that at this as like a. I don't know. I don't feel like it would be listed separately like that. I feel like that would be a big seller. What would be like? It would say with a digital copy of Mario Odyssey and brand new DLC or something. But maybe they can't break that news yet. But it's it's so hard when when it's like a rumor because you can't like analyze it as if it's an official release either. That's the See, fun I, of it. You can speculate. Yeah. <laughs> you can speculate even further into the future. Into the future? Uh, something related. Maybe. Oh, you, it could be an amiibo. Oh, yeah. yeah that that could be. A Chris Mario Brothers. amiibo? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would or be like, great. You, you know what they're making a big deal about online is on the, the first poster they revealed, there was that blue um, Koopa Troopa. Yep. That, that they're saying is the origin of the blue shells in Mario Kart. And he could be getting an amiibo because we have plenty of Mario. I mean, I don't think they'll do a Mario amiibo for the movie because we got plenty of Mario. Like, how different is it going to look? You know, but I could totally see that new character getting an amiibo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, we got so many Mario versions. So just do something, you know, something. Like new and like you said, the traffic on that one character showed a lot of um, like interest. So if Nintendo are, are watching and listening, you know, maybe they might drop a character like that as an amiibo. All right, and let me. Oh, and the other news item I had, just one more. It's pretty quick, not much to talk about. But the, the speaking of the movie, the runtime's been revealed to be ninety-two minutes. Shocking. Truly yeah, pretty shocking. much the exact same length as every kid's movie for the last 15 years. <laughs> well, I guess that one person who thought it was going to be Avatar, you know, Avengers MCU length is really disappointed. I just want it to be good. That's all. Yeah, that, that's all it needs to be <laughs> is good. You know, Wreck-It Ralph was probably like 92 minutes, and that's one of the best video game movies we have. So. I don't know many animated movies that aren't 92 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think 92 is probably a sweet spot for animation, and obviously to make it and budget and stuff like yeah. that, to, like that, it's, I think 92 is like a really, really, really good sweet spot. The only thing, the only negative I could say about that runtime is it does make it seem like we've seen a lot of the movie already in all the different trailers they've had and stuff is if it's only 92 minutes, we've, we've seen a a collective like five minutes of that already. I will say for the marketing on the movie, I I think they're doing a great job. And I love that when you call that Mario brothers plumbing number, it's Charlie day is Luigi on the machine. Yep. Like that's so good. I mean, at least they're having fun with it. They're experimenting and yeah. having a bit of fun with it, which, and because it's a Mario, like, because it is a video game movie and a Mario, so they're doing something, you know, whimsical and stuff like that for their marketing. It makes perfect sense. I, I was jokingly talking with my brother-in-law because we saw Ant-Man this weekend and the trailer was before it. I'm like, I bet you everyone in Nintendo watched this movie like eight times to make sure there's no minion that shows up in the background or something. Just to be like, no. <laughs> be like one of those old school Disney movies where you used to be able to spot, um, like they used to put like in the old anime, like hand drawn movies. They used to put like little, little, little um, surprises in in the movie. Yeah. You yep. have to spot them. 
So you wouldn't put it past them. Chuck a minion somewhere. Mario, what did they hide Mario in recently that I saw pointed out online? Um, oh, it's in a. Never mind. It's not a movie. He's he's like Mario is randomly in the crowd of um, some Nintendo sixty four game. I can't remember which one, uh, but it's like a sports game, and Mario. Oh, all right. It's not so- like it's not like super. Like it looks like a realistic Mario, you know what yeah, I mean? But that that's kind of a throwback to him being the ref and Punch Out, or you know, being what in was it? all that type remember. of stuff. It was like a ski game or something. Maybe it was one of those Olympic games. I'm blanking on that. But anyway, that's all the news that's fit to switch. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Sina, anybody have anything else, or do you want to move on to our spotlight with Ice Climber? So, because I thought you were. Uh, maybe it's not a rumor. Maybe it's guaranteed. So for Pokemon Day, supposedly the Pokemon Switch bundles are getting restocked. Oh, that's nice. I didn't see that, but I, I saw that at least GameStop might be getting them. I mean, I I don't need another OLED. So have you I'm, ever I'm, bought a like? Have any of you ever bought a uh, one of those like re-releases just to have like a cool design system? I uh, talked three, myself yeah, out of it. <laughs> you had three 3DSs? I brought the Majora's Mask, the okay. Ocarina of Time, um, I think something else. Yeah, I brought the 3DS, special 3DSs. Yeah. I bought the, I can't remember which Pokemon game it was, but I bought one of the 3DSs that they did with that. And I never ended up getting the Pokemon game. <laughs> and I was, I was like excited to play it. And, uh, or it might have been Black. That was the one that I kind of dipped my toe into in, in the middle of the franchise. But um, yeah, I got that. And then it got ruined. Um, it, it was in a backpack and it got like all sand all up inside it somehow. Oof. And yeah. <laughs> um, and, I think I have one of the Zelda ones, but other than that, like I haven't, other than those two, I've never bought one. So the switch was the first time that I almost did it. And then I, I talked myself out of it, but when monster hunter rise launched and they had the monster hunter switch, I'm like, I don't need that, but I like it. It's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with that rumored tears of the kingdom. Yeah. Switch is I'm like, it looks great. Um, I don't need another switch right now. Mine's working fine. I'd much rather put that money towards something else, but mm. it looks good. Glad for the people who will get it. I mean, the the Ocarina of Time, when they did the re-release Ocarina of Time on 3DS, that one, that gold one with the 3DS. Oh, that's X, pretty. Oh, that one, that's why I got, I'm just like... I mean, I already got a 3DS, the small one, but it's a big one because it's the first time I went from the original 3DS to the the large. So that's oh, yeah. why I kind of justified yep. justified the purchase. <laughs> but then a year later or something, when they released the Majora's Mask one, which had the, the purple, is it purple lid? I can't remember. And I just bought that one as well. I, yeah, it was I felt, I, yeah, I felt like I felt so bad because I'm like, but I've got the Ocarina of Time light. So there's no difference. It was just the shell that was different. So that's probably when I had buyer's remorse, but. You know, <laughs> but these days, like, I I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I'll blank on that. 
Uh, I mean, it is nighttime over there, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it is freezing, something you don't have in Australia. It's we got a winter weather advisory. It's currently 30. Uh, well, it's only, it's only it's, we just started. We're in the Arvo now, so it's just getting up to over 30 degrees now. So it's getting hot. You, under, you understand what Arvo is, yeah? No, what's that? Afternoon. We like to shorten oh. things. We short. We short. We're very lazy in speaking, so we like to shorten <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so Arvo is afternoon. Avo is avocado. Um, bot, uh, you know, bottolo. I mean, it's like servo is your gas station. Uh, Macca's is McDonald's. Like we, we very lazy in speaking. We have a lot of shortened words for a lot of things. So that's why I was also when I was speaking, making sure I was speaking with proper English. So that you guys could understand me because I didn't want to um, start throwing in uh, Aussie slang in there. I mean, I, I don't understand much of life already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, like, yeah, it's weird because we always – because our, Chris, our Christmas is summer, so it's always hot. So when everyone – like when I talk to people overseas, we have like normally have a winter, you know, uh, one day I hope to have, go to – like Japan or something like that, and see a um like a winter in like Christmas time, but I mean yeah. it'd be a bit weird because for us in summer, like that's the time we whip out you know the barbies and stuff like that and start cooking snags and stuff, and burgers and um shrimp and not shrimp sorry um prawns because I keep saying shrimp on the barbie it's actually prawns but anyway that's a completely different <laughs> different thing, um yeah so yeah one day hopefully I get to see a um a Christmas winter would be amazing. Well, come to New England and uh, yeah. you'll definitely see some <laughs> snow. Oh, well, I mean, it's like likewise. You come to Australia, you'll see uh, just like outside around the corner from my house, there's kangaroos in the wild just bouncing around. So they frighten me. They, they, they are, you know what? They are the big red ones are probably a bit more aggressive than the brown ones. But that said, the brown ones um, can be aggressive, but they're very. You know they 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 tend to keep to themselves, but if they are having a punch up with each other, uh, I normally would stay steer clear from them because they can become quite aggressive and uh, they can bounce and jump very very high. So so running away from them will be almost pointless. <laughs> they always look cranky that you woke them up from a nap. They have that kind of face. Like what what are you doing? If you if you actually search uh, if you search on Google an image of a kangaroo like you can see they are very strong they're muscle there they are oh, yeah. very oh, they yeah. are I see very it, see strong. it online all the time yeah that's why I know to stay away from them <laughs> very, yeah, they, I mean they, you can pat them I mean the wild ones you can be careful but like if, here in Australia like you can go any like zoo and you know they're grown up in captivity you can feed them and pat them and they'll be fine you it's the wild ones you can probably watch out for, but generally, like unless you unless you have a car, because if they bounce across the road at the middle of the night or something like that, and you're driving, they can do some damage to your car. So basically, they're like deer. Yeah, deer. they bounce, but the thing is, they're quicker. They bounce. So <laughs> they they're jump. like bumbles. Yeah, they they um hitting <laughs> bumbles I've, bounce. I've never hit a kangaroo, but I've come close many times. Like in the when I go into work early morning or something like that, like like three or three in the morning and driving, and um you have to put the high beams on because as soon as you see them, because they're idiots, they just jump and then they stand <laughs> in the middle of the road and you think to yourself, what are you doing, mate? Just and then they bounce and then they bounce forward in front of you and then they stop, and then they look at you. I'm like, just you just go on the other side of the road, mate. 
I really wanted to swear just there, but I held back. <laughs> you ever play KO the kangaroo on uh, on Switch? That's that's a kangaroo game. I haven't. Um, the, I haven't played uh, any any game that has any Australian animal in it per se. Um, I think it's except- like a platformer. He's got like oh, okay. boxing gloves. Um, the boxing like, kangaroo. Oh, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> well, they they do box. It's out there. They, they, they do box. It's uh, they do they do throw. They like to throw down. Um, it, but advice is if you see them on their back tail, that's when you will slowly walk away. Because as soon as they get on the back tail and they use their legs to kick you, that's the sign they're going to kick you with their legs. Ooh. Those kicks can break bones and ribs. Like they can do some serious damage with their feet. So if you're ever around a kangaroo and it starts to land on its back tail, just slowly walk backwards because they can't. Obviously, they're on the back tail, so they can't move quickly towards you. But yeah, just move away. Don't get in range with their legs because they will do some serious damage to you. So now I'm hoping that Phase 5 of Marvel has a Kangaroo the Conqueror variant. <laughs> I mean, half the animals in the country, like we have what? The most poisonous spiders, poisonous snakes, sharks. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else do we have that can kill you in this joint? Uh, yeah, the poisonous, like the the blue ring oct- octopus, the yep. box jellyfish <laughs> that can kill you. Uh, what else? Ah, Bugs lots of the size of cars. <laughs> lots of things. Lots of things can kill you in our country. But the thing is, that fish with the fins that you step on the fins and it's poisonous. I think that's down there. No. Yeah. Uh, is it rockfish? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a rock. Yeah. Rockfish. And then, and then yeah. You're dead. You step. You step on the, <laughs> the thing. Um. Yep. Probably. Yeah. So I mean, like the most common one people they haven't died from, but like you can probably get really is the probably either octopus or jellyfish in the. In yeah. this sea, um, probably. But the thing is, we're very good here in Australia where there are lifeguards and stuff like that. If there's like, a, depending on the time of year, they check the water. If there's any like lot of jellyfish around or you see um, blue ring octopuses, they, they'll generally close the beach and or put up the signs. Wow. To let, yeah, so they're very, when it comes to like sharks, things like that, they're very quick, very smart and very, and now with the, like obviously drone technology, they can use drone technology yeah. to um to like especially sharks in the water they can track sharks um because just recently unfortunately we did have a a young girl or a young girl or old or older gentleman pass away from a shark attack um it's yeah, not that common app for that my wife uses it all the time when we're on yeah. vacation and stuff it's got like shark track like it'll tell you if there's sharks in the area or anything because we especially when we're on vacation she checks it yeah it's um it's it's not as common like we do get shark bites here and there, but generally, it's, even with great white sharks in, in our country, um, they're not. We don't get much like people getting killed by them, um, which is really good. Um, but you get the occasional aggression here and there. Uh, so yeah, it's it can, when it happens, it is a bit sad. But it's anything in our country that kills us, we're, we've we've grown up with it, so we we we're very good at um, dealing with it when when things happen. <laughs> So I'm never going to get this opportunity. Are the magpies really as evil? Yes. As, yeah, they, they are. Swoop. Okay. I, I hate those. I was going to say something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate those uh, those guys. They are so annoying. They have a lovely when they sing, like when they chirp and stuff like that. It sounds very nice, but they are terrors of the sky. Those guys. They swoop and sw- so we have when if you're a bike rider, you probably I don't know if you have in your country. But in our country, you will see a lot of bike riders with their helmets. They have like 
um, cable ties sticking out the top. And it's supposedly it's supposed to deter them. But, um, yeah, magpies are annoying uh, creatures. I held my words again. <laughs> <laughs> well, transitioning from the burning hot sun of, uh, of Australia to the frozen tundra of Ice Climber, <laughs> let's get to our spotlight game. Perfect segue. Um, Ice Climbers was an arcade game, and it was randomly selected last week when we did our randomizer. Uh, it's on the Switch Online service, and we're doing them all. So it was an arcade game developed and published by Nintendo for the Arcade Versus system and converted into a home version in 1984 for the Famicom and in January of 85 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, oh, no, that was in October of 1985. So got the characters Popo and Nana, collectively known as the Ice Climbers. 32 vertical scrolling levels, all kind of ice-covered mountains and such. It was one of the NES launch titles with previous Mm. spotlight Kung Fu Heroes also being a launch title. And uh, yeah, some European countries even included Ice Ice Climber as a bundle game with the Nintendo. Of course they did. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a very... um... The original has a very like Mario, original Mario feel to it, Donkey Kong feel to it, you know, with the yeah, yeah, that mechanics, mechanics, yeah, yeah, that mechanics are very similar, um, with the jumping and obviously, um, and obviously creatures popping up here and there. Um, I, I originally played it when I was younger. Um, I remember playing it a little bit. Um, but I, the last, I think the most times I've ever played Ice Climbers is probably Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's not, it's, it's not a series that I, I nostalgically or draw to, um, but yeah, yep. generally, generally speaking, I remember playing it as a kid, um, and like at the same time we were playing like Duck Hunt with a gun. That mm-hmm. was now that was a game, um, but yeah, I think generally these days the most I've played is probably just yeah Smash Brothers. Yeah, and it's funny that th- they were first introduced in Melee on the GameCube for yep. for the Smash series, and I think it's funny because whenever people online are like this character should be in smash. There's always a set of arguments that people will say like, here's why they don't belong in smash and ice climbers kind of breaks all of the rules that people will say. They'll, they'll say things like, Oh, this character hasn't had a game for 10 years. They can't be in smash. Ice climbers hasn't had a game. Um, the character was only in one game. They can't be in smash. Ice climbers only got one game. Yeah. This character isn't famous. Nobody's, Ice Climber's not famous. They have no fans. Oh, the Ice Climber's not famous. No one's asking for this character. No one's asking for Ice Climbers. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's fun. It's so weird that they wound up in Smash. I always thought it was weird there was never a Super Ice Climbers or Ice Climbers 64, and then they stopped doing it. You know, I think if there were I to do an Ice Climber 2, I think it would be cool to do it in the style of new Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Mm. Just just kind of like polished up. Um maybe add more vertical to the levels as well as horizontal. Okay. And yeah, just and kind of make it a party game. Make it like New Super Mario Brothers where like up to four people can play at once. They did that with, you know, 3D um 3D World and oh yeah. Worked fine. Mm. So I think that could totally work. I mean, can you imagine if that turned into a 3D? <laughs> 
In fact, 3D World actually has those levels like the boss battle where you're climbing the tower. Yep. With Meowser. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that could, that could totally work. I think a 3D Ice Climbers would be cool. Yeah. I mean, get I'm on not, it, Nintendo. I, I know mean, you're I, listening. I mean, I mean, can they even possibly do like a like an Odyssey style? I mean, I think that's that would be because it'd be very hard to do because like what? What are they like? Um, like in Mario sixty four, like ice level. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. Could you think they can do a game or like have enough content to make a game like that? Or do you think they should just stick to the? Well, like, I mean, the the. the what they're drawing from doesn't really give them anything other than climbing and polar bears. So they could go any way they wanted with it. You know, they could do anything because it's not like anyone could say, Oh, this isn't faithful to ice climber. It's like, well, what what is there? Could you imagine (laughs) they did like a, like a double dash two player, two player style, like open world 3d where like, you know, like even think of like Donkey Kong, original Donkey Kong, where you have the two players, and then if one dies or one gets injured, it automatically swaps, or you can swap on oh, the yeah. fly. Yep. So, like, and each one has a different ability, so you can use depending on the situation. Well, it's funny because Nintendo definitely hasn't forgotten about the franchise. Not right. only are they in Smash Brothers, but like themes from Ice Climber regularly appear in things like the WarioWare series, um, uh, in Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, uh, Kirby Air Ride had some some stuff. When Kirby gets his freeze ability, he gets the Ice Climber outfit. Mm. Um, what else? In Tetris DS, there was some an Ice Climber backdrop was in that. I have a few of these in my notes. This isn't just off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like a crazy Ice Climber fan. Um, what else do we have here? So... Ice climbers appear in Super Mario Maker as an unlock unlockable mystery mushroom costume. So yeah, they they haven't forgotten about the franchise. Well, I mean, it's they're just maybe, not giving them a game. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's one of but you never know. Like with the way with Nintendo, like Shadow dropped Metro, like the Metroid yeah. remake. You know, you never know. Ice climbers could just Shadow drop at one point, even if the original, like a a, a, a remake or a you know, remaster of the original, like bring it to more modern, same game, but just more modern and pop with color and stuff like that. And just add a few modern tweaks to it. I mean, it's possible and it wouldn't be that wouldn't be as hard as making a brand new game from scratch or an open world or like, you know, similar, like a Mario 64 esque type of game or, you know, Mario 3d world type of game. Well, our running joke here is the, the next Nintendo system is the virtual boy color. So, Launch title for the Virtual Boy Color, <laughs> Ice Climber Two. This time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Fight those polar bears. I mean, I mean, with I mean, they can always in because we got the new also with Mario Kart still got their way the new ways of their constant updates oh, now. Yeah, I mean they could, they could probably add and like they've added Link, they've added Birdo with the new update as well coming. Um, why can't they add Ice Climbers? That would I be can't cool. See why they why they wouldn't? Actually, or, that would know, make a great Mario Kart track. Mm. Too slippery. Well, you know I like the ice levels. I would be all yeah, over it. Yeah, you you love the ice and the snow. So, it, so <laughs> you you want to get into how I how my time with ice climbers went or yeah how, how was you the, were on how your was the gameplay fabulous vacation. 
Uh, so I think Ice Climbers is one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> <laughs> you were just talking about how you wanted Ice Climber 2. No, I was just surprised there never was one, but having played it again, eh, I can see why. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. it. It's it's clunky. It's boring. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to... It's Yeah, it's repetitive, and it's funny because usually repetitive doesn't bother me in a game like that, but I just... Uh, it's going to be at the bottom of my list for quite a long time because I, I did not okay. enjoy playing through I it. Think, so. I mean, I think for an NES launch title, it has about as much to offer as a lot of the games on this list. Let's let's go over what was available at NES launch since I have that here. Um, so you, you said it's very basic and repetitive, but Kung Fu, which we reviewed before, just that, as repetitive. That was more fun. More fun. Okay. <laughs> um, pinball is pinball. That's as repetitive as you can get. Stack up. We're not going to compare it to Super Mario Brothers. Obviously, it's one of the greatest games of all time. Um, <laughs> what else was on here as a launch title? Ten Yard Fight. You ever play that? No, but it's, pretty sound, repetitive. it's a fight in the name, so it's a fo- it's sounds a better. Game. It's a football game. Well, even Duck Hunt. You can think Duck Hunt. But the thing is that makes Duck Hunt, even though it's repetitive, good is the gun. Like, actually, the ability to shoot. So, I yep. mean, it is a repetitive game, but like the attachment that comes with it is probably what makes the game. I think also it's the only time they've made a dog like unlikable. <laughs> well, I think it's funny. I oh, wanted to punch that dog every time. He's like, ha, 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 you missed. <laughs> I think it's funny that um, Momo mentioned having a few memories of it growing up because this is one of the NES games that I had no memory of this game growing up. I didn't, I don't think I found out this game existed until Nintendo Power did like descriptions of all the Smash Brothers characters. Really? Mm. Wow. I don't remember this game at all from my my childhood. Actually, you know, besides that, I mean, one of the games probably doesn't get a lot of love that is such a weird game that I feel should come back is Mario 2. Mario 2 was such a unique yeah. game that I actually yep. want it with the each character having their own special like own ability like like um you know, uh, uh, was it um, Peach can like float and stuff like like that. That and Mario being all obviously all rounder and stuff like that. But like that style of just like even even the like Zelda two being like a sort of weird side scrolling one yeah. was such a unique game, a very hard game. But like Mario two, I like I kind of hope one day they remaster it or do something with it, like and keep that style they had. Like it's such unique. Well- in the I know genre. I keep bringing it up because I'm obsessed with it right now, but um, Mario 3D World has a lot of those attributes. Like all the four characters are, they have the same thing they have in Mario 2, where Luigi kind of flutters his jump a little bit. Peach can float. Oh, um, Toad, Toad's thing is he's really fast. I actually found out that apparently the Switch version of that game is all the characters are faster than the Wii yeah. U version. Yep. which I, I I'm sure if I had to play that version I'd be like why is everyone so slow but um yeah the um what is toad's thing other than being fast I can't I remember thought he, I thought it was I just he can pick high. items up quicker yeah that's what it is yeah he picks them up quicker 
because it's Lu- Luigi and he's just awesome. Higher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Luigi jumps in, and Mario's just. I think Mario was just quick, or Mario was just all round. Like he he jumped a little bit. High. He didn't jump as high as Luigi, but he jumped higher than everyone else besides Luigi, and he didn't hang like he didn't. He can hang a little bit high. Like he can. Yeah, Mario was probably the, like an all rounder out of all of them, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I was always game. Peach. Such yeah, well Peach is probably Which, who wasn't Peach at the time. Yeah, because Princess e- Toadstool. Yeah, she but she was probably the easiest one to clear most levels because you just float like hover and float across everything. Well, Sean already gave where he's ranking Ice Climber. He ranks this <laughs> below Kirby Wait. Adventure, below Kung Fu Heroes, below Congo's Caper, and below and well, that's it. It's it's down at that, the bottom. That's where we're at. So <laughs> You can say it's sub zero. <laughs> I'm gonna put it above. My list is a little different than yours. My my ranking so far, because we don't even have a top five yet. Goes. No, we don't. <laughs> Kirby Adventure up top. We agree there, and then our list is completely different. After that, I put Congo's Caper. I like that a little more than Kung Fu Heroes, but I'm putting Ice Climber after. Congo's Caper. I agree with you. It's not that great a game, but I liked it more than Kung Fu Heroes. I didn't like how sh- like your punch isn't your like hitbox is so small in that game. I I just couldn't get the hang of it. That's fair. So, yeah, I'm going to put it above Kung Fu Heroes, but you're right. It's probably going to stay closer to the bottom as we do more of these. That that's um, why when you were like, "Oh, Europe had a bundle with it." It's like, "Yeah, of course they did." Does anyone have any other (laughs) anything else they want to say about Ice Climber? I mean, for I mean, at its time, like you know, remember you think of it back at the time when it first came out in that era of gaming. I mean, at the time, it probably was played like a lot of even repetitive because those those games. That's how the technology was, and how you know how like for like like I said, it was an arcade game. So I guess it's like the perfect game that you rent. What people forget about. Is in the early mm. day, like owning a video game other than what came with the system was kind of a luxury item. And because yeah. you look at those things where they talk about like video game prices and when adjusted for inflation, an NES game was like 112 bucks or something like that. <sighs> and it's like, yeah, it, it wasn't, you didn't own a lot of games. What you did, especially because the games didn't even save your progress is you would yep. just rent and you yeah. would always rent all the games you played. And I'll bet this was a perfect game for a rental because you rent it one weekend, you do everything you want to do in this game and you're done with it. Yeah, Blockbuster, mate. That's what made Blockbuster the best back in the day. We used to rent at a like third party, like it was like a grocery store rental place where um, it was built into the grocery store and you could rent games for, I think it was 65 cents. You can't beat that because you're going to be back shopping for groceries in a few days. Drop the game back off. Perfect. That, that's a pretty good price for a rental, actually. <laughs> it's called the RX place, I think, probably because it was connected to the pharmacy. <laughs> but it was called the RX place. And yeah, uh, that was where we rented games. 65 cents. That's so cheap. Yep. Well, it's a supermarket. That's where they're making their money. I mean, um, Blockbuster used to in Australia. I don't know in America. Um, Blockbuster used to. We used to do like if you're like a you come in, you can have like a membership and then tailor it to what you normally 
with your membership, you can tailor to other movies or games. So like, you know, you can get good deals. Like, you know, you can borrow these games that are cheaper because you're, you strictly got your membership for games rather than movies and whatnot. So they, for a while they did different tiers or different things like that at the time when Blockbuster was like massive. And then Netflix killed them and then made a documentary that. about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's, Throw this randomizer on. See what we're going to be playing next week. Spin that wheel. I need to get a sound effect for this. I don't know how yeah, soundboards you work. <laughs> you need. You, well, I well actually, I actually have a uh, soundboard connected because I'm running through a mixer, so I know that feeling. Um, but I bet. Uh, oh no, no, not that one. That's you don't want to play something like that. Uh, you know what? I just I was just thinking you need the um the Breath of the Wild um cooking sound. The oh, music. that would be perfect. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. you're welcome. Doing that. Okay, so we'll have that ready for next week somehow. <laughs> so the winner and the game we will be talking about on next week's podcast is a Super Nintendo game. Finally, not an NES Woo! game. Spanky's Quest. Damn it! <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What's I, I don't even know the name of it. I don't even know what that is. It's like a monkey game. I'm, I'm going to read the description here now that I know what game it's going to be. Um, let's see. Why does the Wikipedia default to the Game Boy version? That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, um, no, it's not. Okay. So, where's the description? Come on, Spanky. I want to know about your quest. Oh, it's a platformer. Spanky's quest. Okay. It's an action game published in 1991 by Natsum. The same company that makes Harvest Moon or did at the time um, for Game Boy and Super Nintendo. Spanky attacks by throwing a small purple bubble. He can then bounce the bubble on his head. Yeah, bounce the bubble on his head. Every time he bounces the bubble, the bubble grows and changes color. The bubble can then be popped depending upon the bubble size and the cut. This sounds complicated already. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you're going to be popping bubbles. The Super Nintendo game has a storyline in which Spanky is trapped in a tower by an evil witch named Mordica. Spanky has to defeat Mordica and find his way out of the tower. I guess the Game Boy one doesn't have a story because this specifically says the Super Nintendo one has a story. I mean, All right, it so look, looks uh, it looks. I mean, visually, it's very colorful. It looks like a, from the reviews I'm looking at now, not great. <laughs> it's very middle of the road. Um, Spanky's Quest on both Game Boy and Super Nintendo received average reviews from critics since their initial release. So it's like got like 6.5, nine out of 12. Who scores out of 12? <laughs> That's that <weird>. guy. Um, <laughs> N force gave it a, the super Nintendo version of 75% player one gave it an 88%. So yeah, very, it's got a C minus here. Um, 70% on video games.com. 6.5 out of 10. So not not exactly the top of the bar, but you know, it's a game and we'll see if it's worse than Ice Climber. 
I'm uh, I'm hopeful. So. <laughs> So thank you for taking the time to talk with us here, Momo. We'll definitely have you back, you know, anytime you're looking to talk some Nintendo. Mate, uh, it's been a pleasure. I mean, thank you very much. Um, uh, normally, I'm a very, uh, very, spe- like, I'll, sometimes I don't shut up and stuff like that. So I, I, kept, I kept myself, I mean, I think it was just being a bit of nerves, you know, being a first time um, and just, you know, just trying to keep myself in check with what I say and how I say things and stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't as uh, out there as I normally am when I talk, but, um, you know, I made sure I listened and, you know, be a good person and uh, be polite, stuff like that. So, but it was fun. I've had a lot, anything to do with Nintendo is amazing because, like I said, Nintendo is such a, it's one of those things that nostalgia, like you think of any gaming company, anything, Nintendo just reaps reeks of nostalgia for anyone from any generation so for me talking about nintendo especially like the older generation get like snares or 64 and stuff like that is um you know really i really makes me passionate to talk about it and um yeah I'm well very that's thankful. why the show's nintendo therapy it's it's exactly that you know nintendo yeah. is therapy and yeah so it's been a pleasure and um you guys have been amazing and uh it's really fun to listen to you guys and stuff like that and uh especially interact with someone internationally as well was um pretty fun as well yeah 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 that's great that was we'll, very we'll cool definitely and, have you back when we can oh go ahead sean i'm sorry well it was fun to learn the the australian slang and um <laughs> i was looking up kangaroo pictures and you're both right they're insanely muscular but they have the why'd you wake me up face <laughs> I was just disappointed that my Google search was just kept trying to show me kangaroo Jack. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I mean, you can look up platypus, which is like a weird, a weird creature and quokka. the platypus. And then quokka, there's another creature yeah. like quokka is a uh, furry, oh, like well, teddy bear looking thing. Yeah, they're adorable. Yeah, well, they're, they're okay. They're capybara down there. I like them. Yeah. We are, there's so many like kookaburras, stuff like that. There's one thing about, I actually, well, before we wrap it up, that if you know about Australia, do you know about our main sport down here? Australian rules football? Yeah, AFL. Oh, so you obviously know about AFL. Um, Is that what that is? I've heard of it. And Conan O'Brien, uh, I'm a big fan of him. He did a, a great remote where he was in Australia and, Played for with Sid- uh, Sydney Swans. Yeah, he was yes, in Sydney. Yep. Yeah, so that's, yeah, AFL, yeah. We think of it like American football without uh, the w- without the pads and you can get hit from any direction. You can go anywhere on the field. Um, surprisingly, AFL is actually older than American football. We've been around I'll, a little bit, a little bit longer. i video games. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things, culture, like I – um, Americans like I wish like we have our in a couple couple of weeks we have our start of our season and uh, yep. you, you might see it play now and again usually it plays like really late at night on like ESPN and stuff like that so you might see it now and again pop up but yeah I'm gonna become super into it I'm gonna be like the one guy in Boston <laughs> that's super <laughs> into Australian rules football I mean it's, yeah, it's it's a go to go game. to a Boston bar and be like, yeah. "Why isn't the game on? What the heck you doing here?" <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those games where, it's like, it's such an exhilarating, fast-paced, non-stop game, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I'm very happy, like, for my country to have a game like that 
um, that you know we feel proud about. You know, especially if you want to share it with other people from around the world. So, and obviously, you probably wouldn't want to play it because you know you'll get probably hit hard really bad and you're probably not you know if you're not into really contact sports but to watch it is actually quite amazing to watch and quite exhilarating and fun to watch especially if you go into a stadium with like a hundred thousand people to watch a game um at once is uh it's a crazy experience Okay, and as always, listeners out there, keep in mind that we are Nintendo fans, not Nintendo experts. So if you'd like to send us any corrections on anything we said today or let us know about any news we might have missed and you want to hear us talk about, we got an email, nintendotherapypod at gmail.com, or you can get a hold of us on Twitter at nintendotherapy. And we started a Reddit group, so if you search Nintendo (laughs) Therapy on Reddit, that's there. I don't check it as often as I should, but uh, I'm going to try to start. Ooh, you got four What's members that? now. Woo! So nice. Obviously, there's not going to be much room left in that group if it keeps growing like that. So you better get your spot while it's available. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we can't keep. We got to keep the riffraff out. So, um, yeah. Uh, you can get a hold of us there. And if we were wrong about something that you're passionate about, I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week for some more Nintendo therapy.